0: Properties is a complex creation, brought to you by infinitely complex production and sponsorship with peacefully flawed apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, you have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex the Poet, Father, Author, and Entrepreneur. Um, this week was insane on an emotional level I think I told you guys a couple of weeks ago um well I don't know when exactly it was cuz I always tell you guys um as a part of my my mental health checks about work but last week or the week before um like it was it was like I was at my wit's end because someone decided that they wanted to, in an attempt to cover for themselves, wanted to make up this craziness about me, um, put it in an entire email, and sent it to, you know, everybody that they could to make it seem like I wasn't doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And normally I would be uh, pissed off mad, which I am, but I would handle it way differently. Like, it would, it would be more of an aggressive tantrum, um and not even a tantrum because the reaction is like my like like you can't tell me how how things hurt me or make me feel so you, so my reaction is normally one like of uh how can I say I'm very extreme in my responses when I feel like people are um attacking me for real and so this time I was like man whatever, like I was sick to my stomach, I was throwing up, like I was crying, like just on some how dare you type stuff. And it messed with me because I typically, I don't really be caring about this job like that. But for it to invoke um, that level of emotion, like I had to really kind of pay attention to, to what it was. And for me, it's it's the blatant disrespect when you trust someone. Right. And so that had been that really had been affecting me. So now I y'all know I always be like, man, I'm ready to get up out of here. Like I I just, it is what it is. Um, I get a call, or actually I get a message, like, hey, from somebody who who I had differences with. I have differences with. And he hit me up like, yo, such and such was looking for something. I put your name in there, you know, just the FYI. I was like, all right, bet. I don't because life is what it is, I don't get excited too much about about things um until like they're actually happening. And so um the lady hit me up maybe twenty if that minutes after He had said that. And so, excuse me. And so to make a long story less long, I may be getting out of uh, this department. This department has brought me so much stress, so much anguish, so much annoyance um, that has overworked me and underappreciated me. Like, I have a chance to get away from them. And don't get me wrong, I know it's drama, chaos, confusion, annoyance, clicks, disrespect in every single job. I know that. But it's different. It's, it's it's different because you get to get away from the people who are causing it, right? Everywhere you go it's about finding your perfect fit. I'm learning that this isn't my this isn't my fit. Not because of the work, but because of the people and where I'm trying to be in life is not equal to the people that I'm around in my nine to five. Yes, I work from home, but because of that, it has. Because I don't see these people every day. Like in the flesh, it turns into emails, into texts, into instant messages like like time after, time after time. So it's it's still equally annoying as going in the office. And it's the people. Because nobody, nobody wants to have conversations in corporate America. They just want to be the boss. Like they're just about what they're about. And there is no business on, on, on earth where you solely can depend on electronics. There's all, there's always some type of human uh, intervention that's necessary, even at its lowest. And so, You know, being out of the office and being forced to communicate with these people that I know are disrespecting me because things always get back. No matter how long it takes, it always get back to where it started. And so I've been emotional. I've been emotional. For at least the past three weeks, but this week I was extremely emotional on the flip side because, yeah, you tried to you tried to do that. I don't understand why you did that. I have no clue why you thought that that was okay. that why you took my calmness, my um, my respect of order. And you did that. The problem is I've dated young people and they taught me a very annoying lesson, which is keep receipts, screenshots, all of that. I responded back to what I did. Nobody ever said nothing. Um, I responded this long, 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 long email. Nobody ever said nothing. And at first, I'm like, "All right, bet." It's just another day in corporate America. There's a complaint. Um, I'm letting you know that I see the discrimination that you that you are uh, that you are putting towards me. I see it. I see the retaliation. I see it. And then boom, a job offer comes. And then boom, the street saying that the lady that lied on me to this other person, like the lady lied on me to someone and then that someone lied on her to, to her people. And it just let me know that That's just the nature of what y'all do. Like, nobody wants to have a communication. Nobody wants correction for real. Um, Everybody is just in the business of not being wrong. Like not hold. They don't want to hold the potato, even if it belongs to them. Right. Everything is hot potato. And so that was affecting me as a human being, because I'm like, all right, I get it. This is corporate America and you have things that you have to do, but it's like we have to start using some type of logic. And I have to get your attention how I could get it. And nobody understands that everything just they just want everything to be a corrective action. There's no real um, there's no real time. Hey, why did you do that? Like what's going on? Like we don't have meetings about any of that. Like we have a a, a, a group meeting. If I want a one on one meeting, I got to call the meeting. The problem with one on one meetings, though, is that it makes it as if you are the only one going through the issue. Because I'm a listener, people tell me a lot, and I hear a lot of complaints about this. I hear a lot of complaints about that. But when it's time to speak up, no one does. And then when I speak up, they piggyback off of what I'm saying, and then it turns into. The angry black man started ruckus in a meeting, and that's how I'm looked at. So a lot of times I don't, I don't say how I feel for real. A lot of times I don't speak up in the meetings. A lot of times I don't, I don't do any of that because I know how it looks. There is and there, there are things that are very important to me in regards to my employment, and I do. When I speak, I speak. When I don't, I don't. But every time I do, or the reason why it's limited is because every time I do, there's some type of issue after the fact that wasn't an issue before I said whatever I said. So I'm excited about the opportunity to be able to move to a completely different portion of the company, a completely different, I don't have to deal with these people Um, I can try to build new relationships. I can try to set the tone up front of, Hey, we have to be able to have conversations. Like, because if I, if i done all that I can and I'm trying to get assistance, but you keep telling me, no, there's more to do. We have to have a conversation because I need to know what the more is. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't know that. Like if I'm giving, cause I only, I, I only know the techniques that I have. I work in an environment to where they don't want to really share information. They just, Again, everybody just wants to be the person who did it right. Everybody wants to be the person who, who can point out everybody's wrongs. And you build that reputation. And then when someone goes at you, because you've already built this reputation of being the snitch, they're they're not going to believe a regular person like, hey, well, that person is doing that. And I don't work for that. I'm not here to say you did this wrong, you did that wrong. Also, I'm very petty. I know exactly who is telling what and what they are telling. And for me, I was like, all right, bet. Y'all keep telling me to point things out. Y'all keep saying this. Y'all keep telling me to snitch. I don't, that's not the environment that I want to live on. But because it's it's affecting me mentally, because it's affecting my emotions, because it's affecting everything about my day. Now I got to be top tier snitch because I work the I like my work assignment is the the last resort, right? So after me, it starts going to um, it start going to legal, it start going to other analysts like VPs stuff like that, right? And so I see everything that led up to it. So I just started, "Hey, what's that?" "Hey, what's that?" "Hey, and these are people who who been bothering me for years and I've been seeing this stuff for years." Nobody ever says nothing. I was like, "All right. Now I now I have to I have to I have to re-enter the baby brother the youngest child syndrome. I have to bring that back. And now I'm snitching on everything. Because either you guys are going to listen and say, hey, th- like I hear you. And I see why you're doing this. What do we need to do? Or we're just going to be a bunch of tattle telling ass adults and it doesn't make no sense. So being able to have the opportunity to get away from that like that. That helped me on the positive side of my emotion because I've been down for real. Like I like when I tell y'all I've been nine toes out of 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 my job just in general, but especially after that. And it normally don't affect me. Like the the job normally don't affect me, and I'm tripping now. Nah, I I, I got to get out of there. And I'm i um, I'm going through this, and I'm talking to my brother, and he made something. He continues to make something very, very clear. I am not a prisoner to this job. I said last week how for me mentally. Because I went to school for coding and billing, I feel like I can't do anything else. My mind is not allowing me to see me. As something different. I'm stuck in this cloud of I'm very good at what I do at this job because I am. I'm very good at what I do. I was very good in this position. I was really good in the transplant position, which is my favorite space to be in. um, Just in general. And I was very good. I am very good. But being good at something don't mean you got to stay at it forever. You can be the best at whatever you you, you're doing and there's going to come a time to where that you have to recognize it's time to go. That time had never crossed my mind because, again, recalling from maybe five episodes ago, I get lost in the identity of the thing. And how that happens so quickly is that everything in my mind is I got kids. Everything. That is the that is the thing that pushes me forward, or that's the thing that stops me from reacting a certain way, is because I have kids, and my kids need me. And if you know me, and you know my kids, I I, I can't risk that. My kids are me and my me and my sons are very very much so siamese, very much so connected. We have our moments like every other. Uh, Father-son type situation But when I tell you that It's an immediate As soon as they see me Like it's an immediate Voltron type Vibe of that, 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 that So just from their actions I know if I react in a way and they have to Lose me for any amount of time Or forever, it's not going to be good And I think about that And so I'm telling my brother like bro I don't understand, I don't understand how people Could be this way You know, especially in a professional setting And you know there's nothing that I, there's nothing that we can do and so i'm stressing because inflation's going on they they're mentioning recession um, my job could care less about cost of living the owner of the property could care less about cost of living like everywhere i turn around it's something that is chaos it's something that is, uh, is it's normal, but it's like, dang, like, why does it? Ha- why is this normal? Why, why are the people not able to have this changed? And because I am one person, I'm one, I'm one drop in a bucket full of water. So I feel like I'm screaming to the air for nothing. And then you, you, I don't want to. Harsh, no one's mellow, like just because I feel how I feel. So I keep it to myself. But more recently, my brother has been asking different type of questions and we've been having different type of conversations. And I appreciate it because I can see. I can see the change in how he interacts with me. Now, understanding. How my mental health is affected. It's certain words that he doesn't use anymore, certain phrases he doesn't use anymore or so far that we're talking. I don't know if it's a conscious effort or or the universe just aligning, knowing I need my brother. And like I keep saying, depression doesn't know that he's my brother. Depression doesn't know that my friends are my friends. Depression doesn't know my kids are my kids. So they could trigger me without knowing. And I could feel a way without them knowing. And so if that leaves that that leaves, even if it's not um even if it's not nothing crazy, right? It could it could be something simple. It could be something real simple. That'll trigger me and then I'll be like, all right, like my body'll shut down. My mind'll shut down. Um I'll lose words and I'm just like, all right, I, I don't I don't wanna do that. And again, it's not to this is not an attempt to make people walk on eggshells around me is just an understanding of how my mind reacts to certain things. Um, because I'm so vulnerable right now, the triggers are their they're hair triggers. And some of them don't need to be, but they are. And it it just happens that way. But one thing about me is that I'm not I don't I don't lash out like I, I just don't. And so noticing that with my brother helped me. Because he is very straightforward. He is very um, how I tell y'all mentally. Like sometimes I just I say what I say, not in a mean way, and not um, and no matter what the response is, it just won't change. My brother is like that. My brother is uh, a dominant, uh, a, a dominant person. My brother is very intelligent, um, and he's very much family oriented. And so if there's lack in any of us, my parents or our siblings, like, and and he's involved, he's going to help you get there. It's just you having to understand um, who he is. And I've always understood that. And nothing that he has ever said to me bothered me like that. Right. Not because he because he raised me pretty much. And so he's telling me, Peanut, like, like, bro, you got to understand, like you you are more than that job. Like everything that you're doing right now, you could be doing that and getting paid for it. Right. And so I'm listening to him and we're talking about like. Because remember, my big thing was putting everything together, figuring out everything, how it works together under the LLC, right? But the reality of it is, is I structured it wrong. And this is what I love about ownership. I can fix it, right? Because the store is what the store is. I love that because that became my hobby to keep my mind occupied in a in a, uh, in a time and space that I needed to be busy. I need it to be. And so once I found out I could, you know, I can make this apparel company, I'm like bet because uh, sometimes trying to make a design like I, try, I was uh, I was trying to make a design yesterday and that joint took me four hours just to learn. Not to customize, not to add my thing to it. Not, like it took me three hours to learn this particular thing. Right. So I'm putting in the work on learning how to do the do the stuff for myself. I'm put it like like because that's my hobby. That's that. That's the thing that keeps me busy. Right. And so we're talking and he's he's um, I'm telling him how everybody keeps speaking on funding and get a loan and get a loan and get a loan and get a loan and and stuff like that. And so. Without saying don't get a loan or don't go that route, he helped me realize that my business structure is, is, is not good. It's not. It, it's. It's not that it's not good, but I am doing nonprofit work to the community for the community. There is a strong chance that I've mentored a lot of these kids that are uh, out here and just called it, "Hey, what's up?" As many like I've been like. I've been doing mentorship for, I'm 40, I've been doing mentorship for 20 years without realizing that, I'm, that it's community work. Me getting on here and, and uh, advocating, that's community work. Me getting on Hill Avenue, advocating and, and giving up uh, tips of what I do to get through and, and communicating with you all, that's um, nonprofit work see i got caught up in the idea of the apparel being a big thing and though i do want the apparel to be a thing uh that gives tangible connection to the nonprofit work that's secondary to the podcast that's secondary to our our treasury to the po- uh, to the poetry right He keep telling me, bro, you are in the human being business. That other stuff will come if you build the correct relationships. And I realized I'm trying to get the right now, right? I'm not in poverty per se. But I might be tiptoeing. Right? Right? I'm very much so check to check. I'm very much so Hey, we got to go grocery shopping when I get money in 2 days. I'm very much so, hey, y'all don't don't do that cuz I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't want to be there. And so mentally I'm like I got to get the I got to get the apparel popping because that's where I make money. I gotta get it going. I gotta sell this. I gotta. Sell, I gotta do this. I gotta do that. And I'm and and that's where I'm at because I got kids, right? And I gotta make sure that they're good. But the way that I structure the business, it's gonna take me. It, it, it's gonna take me more time to get an apparel brand off than it is for me to get the word to you. Hey, these podcasts is for us this is me advocating for us put me in any room with anybody I like I, I, we can get it done because I'm trying to build something I'm, I'm, I'm trying to build not even necessarily a network i'm just I'm trying to build a community of healers and if you've never been through nothing and you've never had to heal, I can't deal with you on this so my mind is like we need a group of people who are who have either healed through something or who are healing through something. And we need to put our heads together and come up with a way for us to stick together without ego. I don't want your ideas. I don't want you taking my ideas. I don't want like we have to figure out how to how to do that. And my brother's helping me realize like like bro, it's like what you're doing is bigger than than the apparel What you're trying to accomplish is bigger than that. And in so many words, it's just like, it's so encouraging to, to. It's so encouraging to hear. That what you are doing is helping, whether it's one person, two person or two people, whether it's your sibling, whether it's your friend and stuff like that, because other people talk to me outside of my brother um, about the podcast. They offer tips and stuff like that. But. My goal is to talk about the content of the podcast. Is it helping you? Is it not? Uh, what do you think I should should add? Like, is there a segment that you feel like I'm missing out on? Right. Because I change in real time. I'm, all, I'm I'm getting better with with each episode of how I deliver the information, what I'm willing to, uh, cover in, in, uh, in the information, because I want you guys not only to see me in real time healing, but I want to offer tidbits to help you. I want, I want you to be able to listen and understand that like I'm, I am by no, um, by no means a guru at healing. I'm just a person who is healing and still feel how bad it hurt. And I feel like, oh no, like there's people out here like this. They could, they could be on the edge of something that we don't want them to be on the edge of. And so I do this. I reach out, Hey, DM me. If you need to, to have a conversation or want to have a conversation. Um, I even the other day, you know, I even start, Hey, Put it in the comments. Don't be afraid. Like, we we here to heal. Like, this is a, for me, for me, and, and how I would love to structure it, it this is a judgment-free zone. I wouldn't let anybody disrespect your feelings, your what you're going through, because I wouldn't let them disrespect mine. And if I am if I am trying to be a leader and create this community, you best believe I'm gonna have your back. And I think this is this is the most important thing for me as well, is that we all want somebody to have our back, especially when we feel like we feel right. When we're going through these uh, depressive states, when we're having these mental health attacks and, and it's going bad for us, we want somebody to be able to just understand like, Hey, it's bad. It's this is lady, Emily, that I follow on, on Twitter. And it's days that she'll post, man, I haven't been able to get in the shower for like three days. It'll be days that she'll, she'll post. I haven't been able to get out of, uh, get out of bed. Um, and then it'll be days like, you know, it'll be days to where somebody be like, man, you got this. Come on, get up. You, you can do this. I'm right here with you. And seeing that. And then seeing the days that Emily has good days to where she could just talk about her cat or talk about her music or whatever. That's what I'm here for. I'm not here for the you didn't brush your teeth for three days. You didn't get out of bed. Like if, if a lot of y'all understood the depth of depression of what it affects, it will be very surprising to you all. It'll be very surprising. And so while I'm having these conversations with my brother, he's, you know, dropping jams on certain things and we're talking and me understanding, like this is a nonprofit. This is nonprofit work. This is, uh, av- uh advocating, Right. And it didn't bother me. It didn't it didn't make me feel away. It didn't make me feel like he was trying to change anything or not believing in me and stuff like that. It was just a matter of me understanding, like, you know what, you're right. I need to have this mentality that I have um, in regards to the apparel for the apparel. But the podcast Hill Avenue, the poetry, the things that I use for healing, that's a different story. That needs to be structured in a way to where I can make the connections necessary to to grow. Right. To grow in the community, because it right now is just me and, and I'm just asking to be let in. Right. But they're looking at me like, oh, you're you're just an entrepreneur trying to sell shit. And that's not the case. Words of John Legend, I'm trying to give you all of me that I have left. I'm trying to give you what I have to to help fight this, this, this mental health crisis that we in like I'm not here for play I'm not here for let's only go to the the mental health summit I'm here for the hey let's post up at the shelter and and talk to these guys let's see what's going on what what can we do what steps can we take to to get you the proper mental health that you need my goal is to even ask you hey are you ready to heal That's why I don't get mad when views are low, but that's why I don't get mad. when, like I've been doing Hill Avenue for two weeks and I think two people tuned in. And I said, I'm going to keep talking to myself until y'all are ready to heal. Simple as that. We can't as regular people, I'm telling you guys, you cannot try to force people to heal. Like the best you can do is. Keep them at arm's reach. The best you can do is, you know, make sure that they know, like make sure they know that they they love you or you love them or what have you. And and just let them be. I know people right now that that could benefit heavily from just knowing they're not by themselves, uh, from hearing me talk, from having a conversation, but they're not ready. And it's understandable Because you have to go through something to get somewhere. And if you comfortable, but if you comfortable with where you're going and you haven't had enough obstacles and you haven't been deterred enough to get off that path, you you you're going to keep going. I feel like one of the dumbest things in the healthcare industry in general is to get the severe level of help that sometimes is needed. You have to either hurt yourself or hurt someone else. Why we got to wait to why we got to wait till they get that far. If I'm telling you, like right now, like my response to fighting, my response to arguments, my res- like outside of my house, my mind immediately says this person trying to kill me. I got to I, I have to react in a way that's going to stop that um, until someone comes. It could be a, a genuine, uh, a genuine misunderstanding. I bumped your cart. you bumped my car. And and I would immediately be like, all right, this person about to try to start something. So now I got to bust him in the head with the corn. It's not healthy. I, instead of being out in the public all the time, knowing that I have these type of responses in my mind, I don't go nowhere. I don't. I'm looking ahead of the situation. Hey, what if this happens and when I get there? Because I'm already antsy and uncomfortable because of my social anxiety, so now like I'm already on edge, and then I have to worry about if somebody might start something, and I don't even be going. That the problem is I don't even be going nowhere where people might even start something. I mean, I do live in 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 Arizona, and they are pretty racist, but I personally have. I've been here since two thousand four. I think I've had five incidents of racial disrespect but it was minimal and then i had two obvious racist moments um against me that my mind was like bro you you can't go to jail right now like junior just got a job twin was trying to get a job you know season 2 uh, freaking uh, Jiu Jitsu Kaisen is about to come out like what you gonna miss all that Black Panther 2 come out two days before your birth like that's what I think about and going through going through that process mentally and understanding how understanding how I react to stuff is just a no go for me It it just it just really is. So this week was this week, you know, both both good, both bad. You know, Um, I don't feel leveled out. Like yesterday, I tried to start yesterday. I went to record the pod and the energy just wasn't there. I just felt like blah, just kind of thinking about, you know, what we were what I was going to discuss in a session. And like, for whatever reason, it's two battles that I've been fighting this week. And it's. Dealing with the emotions of how the people at this job treated me. And I again, I know somebody's probably listening to this like this is this is regular, this, this corporate America. And I get that. I never had that experience to where I am in full communication with someone and they are telling me one thing in my face. And then behind closed door there. They're trying to tear me down. I'm not saying it never happened in my real in in my real life, but it never got back to me. It never got back to me in a way that it still affected me. By the time people start talking about me in my personal life, I already been done. You see what I'm saying? That's the difference. Like like once I hear such and such said this about you, I'm I already been done. I don't. All right, cool. I was there, but I have to deal with you in real time every day and you think that i'm going to be comfortable you think i'm going to let this slide how how you treated me how you lied on me how like you're trying to make me uncomfortable right so i've been fighting that and um i've been fighting how i've been treating the kids i've changed my way of parenting my way of how I approach them more recently as my mind is is going where it's going and I'm'm ha- I'm having these like the, the the depressive spurts are increasing um, I'm treating them differently not because I don't believe that I can beat this depression but because I know it's going to get worse before it gets better. And so I've always raised the kids to be independent, but more so now than ever that I'm raising them to like to understand the process of life. To understand how to think ahead, to not be stuck in one in one place. Like out of fear because you don't know what's going to happen until you step out. Right. So I'm teaching them certain things that they need to learn for when when they're an adult. Like, I don't I'm not I'm not sitting here saying, like, I'm having thoughts of me dying or, you know, me thinking about suicide or anything like that. What I'm saying is that because I know that there is a possibility that when this is all over, a significant amount of my memories may be gone. So I want to teach them now for the things that I may not be able to teach them later. Because I need these memories for assessment. I need to remember what you did the first time you went through this and then what you did the second time for assessment, for guidance, for advice. And that's a strong fear of mine that this gets worse before it gets better. So it's like. I want to allow them because I've all I always tell them, you know, be kids, like you like what the fuck? Like do what you're supposed to do at your age group. But more recently, especially the older two are kind of being, you know, hey, well, you know how to pay bills, you know how to do this, you know how to do that. Hey, you gotta figure out um your your finances. Like you can't just keep spending. Like I'm 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 doing things and, and even though that those are those two things that I just mentioned are very minute on a scale of things to teach them, they aren't. I'm thinking about, you know, things that I was and wasn't taught and I'm pulling in and I'm pulling from and pushing away things that I do that will help them and things that I know that hurt me. So I won't do it. And so I've been fighting that battle of. Um, of just allowing them to be seeing what decisions they make, how they make them, um, how they interact with one another Um, in the time of need, like, do they stick together? Do they not stick together for real? So like, I just been looking at at certain things like this, 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 this mental health is is something serious and I'm preparing, I'm preparing for both, uh, uh, defeat and victory. I got to keep them ready. I gotta, I gotta stay ready. I have to believe they have, they have to believe they have to understand that like, don't worry about me. Like, I tell them, I tell them in general, like, y'all better not put me in no home. And that's the dad and me, like, just being there with everything that I did. Like, I deserve not to get put in a home. But in the event that y'all be like, yo, dad wild," and this ain't it. Put me in a home. Because I'm not here to be a burden. Because they not burden, no matter what they do, they not burdens to me. No matter how much they get on my nerves, no matter how much, you know, we argue, no matter how much we have differences and stuff like that, there's a lot of love. There's a lot of connection. There's a lot of peace. And I'm not here to interrupt their journey. And if that journey is them ended up putting me in a home because I lost my mind, I like I make sure that that they understand. Nah, do that. If I'm up and moving around and not, you know, causing you any, you know, uh, and not hindering you and your family or whatever you decide to do when you grow up. Nah, put me in the home, bro. I ain't tripping. I am not tripping. And so they laugh about that. We all laugh about it, but I'm so serious. I'm so serious because I need them to be better than me. I need them to um, move in a way that's centered around who they want to be, around who how they want their family to, to operate. I want them to be the uh, the tone setters of their lives and not them living off of what I told them, what their mother may have told them, their uncle, um, their aunties, their grandparents. I want them to be independent and allow their experiences to make them who they are. Being in a space... Being in the space that I'm in now, though, it helps me a lot. It helps me a lot. Because when I am so focused, when I am so focused on defending myself, right? And so in my mind... everything is chaotic. Every, uh, everything is like um, bouncing off the inside of my, my brain. Like every thought, like the memories that, that do decide to stay. Um, and sometimes it'd be pieces of memories. Like, it's so much chaos in there. It's so, like, from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep. But when you are at a certain level of imbalance, when you're at a certain level of emotional distress And discomfort You'll be able to find That little piece of peace Because it'll stand out It'll stand out Because it'll be the one thing that's calm It'll be the one thing that's, that's, that's bright It'll be the one thing that's moving at a normal pace While everything else is sprinting back and forth Doing suicides back and forth that little piece of peace is just floating. Now, you reaching that little piece and grabbing hold of it is a different story. Because it's difficult. It's difficult to see the peace and all the chaos and all the hurt and all the confusion. It's difficult, but it's there. And so, and they uh, being able to have that moment of, all right. I got to figure out how to get to that point because I'm being affected physically from stress. I'm being affected physically from the emotions that I'm dealing with. I'm affected physically. And I know like for me. I know this is a driving force for me to continue in my path of trying to heal, trying to help other people heal. Just I know it is because how it affects my body when I'm silent, how it affects my body when I'm not um, posting certain things, when I'm not getting things out of my mind and out of my heart. I know how I, I know how it is. So that little bit of peace that's right there is that little oomph that I have to. Tell people who are going through what they're going through, who've lost a child, who lost a sibling, who lost a parent, hey, stay strong. I know it hurts. I know it does. I'm not going to lie and say, you know, what time it, it gets better because it doesn't. But what I can tell you is I can give you a high five, a hug, a honey bun um, if you need it. I'm hurt too. We can hurt we we can we can hurt and heal together. Like I want I'm I'm so much about you know wanting to help the people. You know, the difference is now I want to help myself too. I want to help. I, I want to help myself and everybody. I don't want to just help other people. I don't want to sit here crying, going through what I'm going through in silence, and then get on here and act like, "Hey, well, study show, da 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 da." No, 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 no. Study show and I show. Because I'm, if I said it on here, I'm trying it. Because I'm willing to go as far as I need to go to have my mind be healthy. And I'm willing to go through that. By myself, if it means that once I get the answer, I can come back and tell you, all hey, this is this definitely worked for me. And being in that and and being in this mental space, things are. Things are clear. And I know I say it's chaos and confusion a lot. But I want to explain that a little bit better. It's like. It's only chaos and confusion because everything is bouncing off of your mind at the same exact time. The actual thing is not confusion at all. The actual thing is not a thing of mystery. The actual thing is something very, very direct. And if you snatch on to that that thing that you're trying to heal, you got to go through every emotion that comes with that thing you're trying to heal. Whether it's a lost relationship, a lost in job, a lost in money, a lost... Um, loss of life or anything like you see it. Like I see the traumatic moments in my mind. I see them clear as day. But grabbing a hold of them and being, being prepared to grab a hold of them and open up that wound so that you can heal is where the problem lies. That's why I say I've learned that you'll never be healed but you'll be healing forever. Because it's the matter of the strength that you have to attack that, that trauma, to break that trauma down, that you have to do it. A lot of us, it takes us, it takes us a while. We grew up in this world where um, we got to hide everything from everybody. We can't be this way. Right? We can't be, we can't be telling uh, the truth. We can't be saying we hurt. We can't be saying we're emotional. We can't say any of that. We can't do any of that because that's the devil. Right? The de- like, t- like the, the devil's a lie. The devil's doing all this stuff to us. So we can't tell. We can't say it out loud because we're speaking into an existence. But it's like, nah, if I don't say it out loud, how am I going to get hope? How am I going to get hope? like i really like i and i beat this i beat this what is it what is it the nail over the horse's head or whatever i don't know i don't even know why i have these country bumpkin sayings and i'm from the city but whatever um the understanding gets much more clearer once you once you allow yourself vulnerability, because I'm a firm believer, yes, sometimes memories get altered, sometimes you saw it away and somebody else saw it a different way. I get that sometimes you will go through something and you'll eliminate pieces or your mind in in i guess in the attempt of self-preservation a memory will be cut in half or a memory won't be complete because there was some type of trauma there and so it's up to you to find out like it's it's a mystery it's up to you to find out what's missing it's up to you to really play it back and I think that's one of the hardest things to healing for me because when I get to those those moments to where it's like I'm confused why I feel this way. I'm confused why I'm emotional. I'm confused why I'm angry about this. And then I start pulling that that thing, right? I start pulling that 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 memory that has me feeling like I like I do. And sometimes I'll go through that memory and I'll do my best to piece piece it back together. And I realize that piece that my mind had deleted itself, it it should have been deleted. It should have been left alone. But you don't realize that because stuff is just eating at you. The best part of having those moments and pulling those memories back is that now I could deal with it. Now I'm not a child anymore. Now you can't bully me. You can't threaten me. You can't do anything because I'm an adult and I am willing to move some furniture to make sure that I'm good. Even though these, these wounds are old, even though this trauma sometimes is old, it still happened and you still dealing with these people today and you have this resentment and you have this anger and you have this feeling, this overwhelming feeling of just blah, because you don't want to deal with that because you don't want to bring that to that person's face. Hey, why did you do that to me when I was younger? Hey, why like like why did why did you say that? And I'm talking people you still dealing with today, not people like like for like people who you're not dealing with, good, fuck that memory and that trauma, break it down. you was there um, to the best of your ability to figure out if it's even worth being moody over or not. and then once you decide if you don't want to care no more about it, every time that thought comes to your mind without aggression, without malice, I don't care. I don't care how many times you have to do it. It's days to where, it's days to where I'll have a t- mental attacks to where I know I was right. And it'll be hours that that thought of keep trying to get, like keep trying to set in. I'm like, I don't care. I, I, I saw it. I was there. These are moments that I have with myself. I'm just being real. I was there. I don't know what's more difficult. You dealing with the person who offended you or did you wrong or whatever. Are you dealing with yourself for, for allowing it to happen for the amount of time that it did? Once I realized, like, as I start getting older and start wanting to be, you know, uh, uh, peaceful and start wanting to be a joyous person, and not even like that, but for myself, and I start having to deal with the things that were coming into my mind, I made sure that I'm always looking for my fault. Always. No matter what the situation was, no matter if I know for a fact that I was right, uh, I looked for my fault because you can be right and be at fault at the same time. Right. And so what I mean by looking for my fault is what did I do different? What did I say What type of body language might I have had to make you feel like it was this type of situation? Because I know a lot of people say, especially a lot of young people, you know, if they're not fighting you no more, they're not arguing no more. They left the relationship. No. I just don't want to argue. I love you for real. Like. I, I don't feel that that arguments are conducive. Yeah, you have to. You have to have them sometimes because you got to make sure that everybody's aware, like where you stand. And sometimes people don't know how to quit. But like, even in that, you got to find your fault. Being in the space that I'm in, I'm, I'm I'm able to to find my fault. In doing so, it affects so much more because I'm like, dang, like you really did that. Like, you really did that to me. Out of everything that I was willing to go through, you did that to me. So in my mind, it's childhood trauma, relationship trauma. Um, I remember, you know, the trauma of being, like, physical trauma, being hurt on the football field, um, pulling muscles in track. Like, it's so many things that just sit in my mind. And especially right now, well, like I said, we, we're we very much so uh, check to check with, you know, with me and the kids it's like it's just difficult because you want so much better you want so much more like you want your kid's life to be better than yours and by all means my kid's life is is so much better um than mine um i purposely moved out of my hometown so that they wouldn't have to go through the fears um the 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 fake toughness the bravado that you know we had to go in and like they're free to to do whatever sports they want to do without feeling like it's a hindrance to the to their black card to their hood cred or however you want to put it or whatever and so this allows me to see everything from different angles it's like on um it's like on minority was a minority report and they could switch around and look at the entire room of, you know, what you're possibly about to do or who you're possibly about to murder and stuff like that. Being in this space of, of wanting to truly heal, it is almost like that. And now I get why the kids be calling me Raven because she's able to move into these uh, these spaces where she's able to deal with the darkness and she's given the opportunity to control the darkness right and so being able to look and 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 picture an argument and picture a situation that you know should shouldn't have been being able to do that for myself is therapeutic me and my mind watching these moments and memories that either hurt or helped me, right? Being able to be there and pull at that thing because it's trying to get to me. It It's, it's funny because the thoughts, it's like... Uh, it's like playing tag. It's like the memory tags me and then it just runs away. And now I'm chasing it because I like now... I like I want to I want that one over with. I want to fight that one right there. And so now I'm running to catch it and it's bouncing. I'm running to catch that memory because I need to fix it. So it gets exhausting. The memory comes, the memory goes, you try to go after the memory the the memory attacks you and sets you still in your tracks. And now you have to process it. And it's difficult. Through all this, I learned, though, and this is this is the biggest part of why I isolate. Um, In trying to to vent. Right. In trying to vent. People. Instead of listening to what you are venting about, because I'm very much a venter, but while I'm venting, or some people say complaining, I'm like literally in real time trying to find a solution. Like literally, like I'll, I could be on the phone with somebody. I could even post like I'm having such a fucked up day, but literally I'm walking the trail or literally, you know, I'm doing something that is trying to actively turn that day around. I'm a firm believer in venting. The problem with that, and I said this many, 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 many podcasts ago. The problem that I have with venting is with the people that I have vented to throughout my life. It has never been a situation where I could say, and I use this all the time, I could say, yo, This cat jumped over the car, and it was crazy. And they'll be like, "You lying? There ain't no way a cat jumped over jumped over a car, right?" But then when I when I'm animated, yo, I was walking down the street, saw this black cat and this tabby cat. They were scrapping or whatever, and something was about to go down. That cat jumped up on on that car, and the other cat jumped over the car trying to get him. And everybody's like, what? I lived my whole life like that. So without animation, without a story, it goes unheard. It gets dismissed. It, it gets dismissed. But when I say this uh, animated, extravagant story to get you to pay attention to what I'm trying to tell you now, I'm extra. I'm extra because you don't understand simplicity and conversation. I'm extra because when I came to to tell you this was hurting, you was like, no, it's not because I didn't do it that hard. When I tell you, hey, this is too much. And you're like, no, I didn't do enough of it. But when I say, hey, I'll slap everybody in here if somebody don't listen If somebody don't take heed to what I'm saying now, it's like, whoa, wait, wait, what's going on? Because that is, I don't really be telling people nothing. Because you either get that or you get cut it out with that victim mentality. Cut it out with that victim. uh, uh, Like you need to be accountable for yourself. You can't keep thinking like this. WebMD says people who have a victim mentality have often suffered through trauma or hard times, but haven't developed a healthier way to cope. As a result, they develop a negative view of life where they feel that they don't have any control over what happens to them. Right. You look, you like, like before you start saying people have victim mentality, look at the trauma that they've been through in their life. Like for me, I like... I'm 50-50 on this. I'm 50-50 on this. The reason being is because I get it. Nobody's trying to hear you talk about the, the, the bad things that happened in your life or whatever. But if you don't ask that person, like, is this happening in real time? Like, I have a valid reason to complain. I have a valid reason to feel like I don't have control over what happens in the real time. But because if I tell you everything that's happening, you're going to be like, "Mm, that's you. You need to think about this differently. You need to think about that differently. And it's like, how about people need to stop abusing? How about that? It's important for me to be able to vent. It's important for me to be able to to complain as long as I am fixing said issue or trying to fix that issue or get away from said person that's creating the conflict. But society looks down on people who say they're hurt, but never ask, what are you doing not to be hurt? Because that's a big thing. If you know if, if you know that. If you know that I'm going through something while I'm venting, but you actively know like, all right, they're trying like, like for me with this job, I hate this job. Right. I've been telling y'all that since the beginning of this podcast, 90 some episodes. But up until a month ago, did I do something? Again, this goes back to what I keep saying about it sucks that pain, turbulence, chaos, confusion has to be the thing that push you over to the next level because we get so comfortable. We see we don't belong there. We see we have given all we have to this particular job and need to move. We see that we've given all we we have to this particular relationship, to this thing, and yet we still stay because the moment we say hey i feel like you're doing this this and this all right, you you that's you you that you 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 are coming at me with victim mentality relationships are back and forth neither should be abusing at all but if there's going to be any type of abuse it needs to be both ways And I'm only saying this because that's how life seems to work. One side of the coin says, no, nah, this is forever. I'm gonna let you learn and, and, and figure out what you need to do and how you need to love me. And another side is I'm going to I'm going to make you feel like you are the wrong person in the situation. And so I know you love me, though, and you're not going to go nowhere. Um, but I'm going to do that. A person in real time can be both the victim and the abuser, just in case y'all are not aware of that, um, of that idea. It's very much possible for a person to be both the abuser and the victim and sometimes not even realize it. And that's why it's important that you advocate for yourself, even when you're going through something. I tell my son because he don't he don't talk he don't he don't talk and i i keep telling him hey at some point you're going to have to be able to advocate for yourself at some point you're going to be in situations where i can't say hey he has an emotional disorder he has ADHD there's going to be situ you're an adult like unfortunately i thought that it would die out by now i'm hoping that it it'll die out you know before he gets to to college but right now it don't look like it is and so i told him I can't be the only one advocating for you. You have to be able to express what's going on. You have to be able to, you know, um, acknowledge that you have some issues. Not as a crutch, but just understanding so that you can eventually, because now he don't, I'm responsible for him. So he's just getting guidance right now. He's soaking up game. And I told him. There's going to be a day that you're going to have to, like, you're going to be in a situation where you're going to have to own up to your behavior in a way that is healthy for everybody. And what I mean by own up, not like he'd be wilding and doing shit just for the sake of doing it. But when he is in those impulsive moments to where an explanation is needed, he going to be in a position where he can't call me. So I need him to understand what's going on within himself. because I didn't when I was younger. I didn't understand that I was depressed. I didn't understand. Like I thought it was just poverty, just seeing stuff on TV and and not being able to get it for the most part and and whatever. Thought it was regular. It was, like I I I thought the way that I felt was regular. Everybody feels like this. And even if it was regular, I don't want to be regular. Everybody and everything that I know uh that that Wanted to invoke some change. A lot of times they did that shit by themselves, and everybody's like, "They crazy. They this. They that. They did about they. They did about themselves." And then people started to say, "Hey, that that like you you're wilding out. You're 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 disrespectful. You can't cut people off. You can't go into isolation. You can't do. You can though, because I need to." A lot of times we don't want to hurt people feelings, so we just like, all right, babe, I'll listen to the conversation. Stop listening to them fucking conversations. It is doing you harm. There is no one, I'm telling you right now, there is no one that can guide you on earth better than yourself. You know what feels right and what don't feel right. We just care to say that doesn't feel right. It's so many people walking around free from jail because of the stereotype others have of victim mentality. Is somebody right now being molested. It's somebody right now that, has, that was molested 20 years ago and still haven't said nothing because the one person that they went to was like, nah, you tripping. They wouldn't do that. Keep it in the family. It's a secret. We don't want to tarnish their name. It's so many people just walking free from jail because the victims are afraid to say anything because everybody keep making it seem like they are wrong. Well, what did you do to put yourself in a situation? Nothing to get violated. Well, why were you there? Because I thought that this person was a, a peaceful person. I didn't know that this was a slime ball. Right? So it's like when things start, well, you should have, you should have knew that before you start dating that person. How, Sway? How? Motherfuckers' the representatives be top tier. I've been in situations to where like once the, the, the uh, representation, uh, rep- I've been in situations where the representative of this person, meaning the person they presented prior to being together, was 100 percent different than the person once the dust settled and now we together together in the trenches. We've all been there. I've been there a lot like to feel like, oh, well, this person is a good person. We're going to do this and do that. And we're going to make it work. And y- y- yada, yada. This this person is a good friend. You know, the friendships going to have longevity. It's going to be an honest friendship and stuff like that. I've seen that. i seen it. And then it all turns around and goes bad and stuff like that. And it's like, now you can't say nothing because like you, like for me, I, when I'm in a relationship, I'm riding and dying on that jump. I, It just is what it is. Been hands put on me, been demeaned, been disrespected, been, you know, uh, money stolen, um, ungratefulness, disrespect. But I stood there. I stood there because there was no understanding of who I am and who I needed to be. I stood there because there was no understanding in love of who I needed to be, who how I needed to love, how I needed to be loved. There was none of that. It was just straight up. I'm going to love you and I'm going to do everything you say, even while you put in your like even when you put your hands on me, even when you're talking crazy to me, and then I'm going to let you go in the world and say I'm such a bad person or I did this or whatever. Because I don't give a fuck. I didn't. Because I wasn't willing to to... I wasn't willing to accept anything less than... When it's all said and done, no matter what you say, I know I did what I was supposed to do. I know I protected how I was supposed to protect. I know how I know I provided what I was supposed to provide. So whatever you saying to the people, that's between you and the people, because I'm moving forward. Right. I tell my kids. Don't ever let nobody don't say tell you not to say anything to 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 me. Don't ever do that. Don't ever let anybody like if somebody is telling you, hey, I got this, I got that, I do this, I do that. But don't tell your dad. That's we're done with that. Because I'm not living in uh, I'm not living in that space. No one should be living in that space, no matter who it is, Um I want my kids to be able to have conversation with me about anything. I want to make sure that, you know, because those type of statements, it's always it's negativity attached to that. What's the secret for? Why is this person wanting you to keep something for me? I don't be detailed into my kids business or or anything like that. But when they when I hear new names, I'm like, who that? Because I need to know. Oh, me and such and such did this, did that. Who is that person? where you where you know them from besides school is this a new kid at school or this one of the kids that that you grew up with from the elementary school that just came over to the, like a mask I tell them all the time say what you feel feel it. Because I'm not going to, I don't want them to get in get in relationships and get in business opportunities and, and other friendships. And they don't know how to express themselves. They don't know how to be in the moment and love themselves. So they're going to accept the things that I accepted. Clearly, my choice in relationships is horrible. Like, clearly. My choice in friendships aren't that... They weren't up until this batch of friends, well, Mac been with me like forever. But as far as new friends go, this is the best batch that I've had in a while. And I'm not even a person who, like, I don't even be trying to make friends for real because people be acting funny, Right. And I learned that it's about learning from your mistakes. So if I go through and I got three bad relationships in a row, that's a me thing. Not that nothing was done, but why do I fucking keep picking you? What is the what the fuck wrong with my assessment skills? I don't care about what you like at that point. I no longer care about what you are doing or what you did. I'm now concerned. Hey, fam, why you don't see that? Why are you so quick to fall in love before you see that? because I've been in situations to where I get into a relationship and it starts going sour month to end but I'm like, oh, you're just kind of getting used to each other we' we we we're so different we had different upbringings. we had this we had that, and we have to fight that That's how it is with friendships too like uh in in that. In that space of trying to find out who the dominant friend is, it's very uncomfortable. I don't care what y'all say, there's always a dominant friend. That doesn't make them the leader of the group or whatever, but there's always a friend that has a dominant personality. And it's uncomfortable before you get to, to, to that space. And so on the positive side of quote-unquote, victim mentality, right? The positive side for me is I could give a fuck what anybody else is saying as a result to the trauma caused in my life and how it affects me today. I could care less. If I'm going to complain, if I'm going to vent, I'm going to, in real time, be looking for a way to heal. It's nonstop. It's nonstop of me trying to heal, me trying to uh, exert, quote unquote, forgiveness, ease my mind on whatever situation is. But on the negative side, it's like. Why do I like why are you allowing me? And I guess this is this is what bothers me the most. If you are someone who loves me. In any way. If I'm coming to you and I'm telling you these things are happening. Instead of you saying, hey. Something got to change. Like something really like like something not right. And it's not your responsibility to to help them if you don't want to help them. But it's also not your responsibility to. Tell them that they have a victim mentality because you don't. You're not listening. You don't know what's going on. We get in these moments, and it's like, well, people die every day. People lose money every day. People, you know, go through hardships every day, and da 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 da. And I understand that, but that mean be rude. That mean be disrespectful. That mean be dismissive. I gone through so so much alone. And I know, well, you don't talk about it, you don't do this, you don't do that. Because when I talk about it, for, when I talked about things for years, when I tell you directly what it is, no one believes you, no one even listens, and I'm fucking done being performative for people to understand something's wrong. So therefore, I work on me by myself. Therefore, I I work on my kids um, by myself. I tell them, hey, this is what I had to go through to get here. Um, So you don't have to go through that. Certain things that you're going to like, no matter what, it's certain things that I'm never going to give you advice on. It's just certain things. I don't care. You have to learn it. You have to. Because even if you are an adult and you still live here, you're still an adult. You know, I'm not responsible for you. Make your own fucking decisions. I'll always be here in a time of need, but I'm not here to run your fucking life. I'm not here to to map out what you're supposed to do. All I could do is help you with what you give me. If you want to be an athlete, all I all I could do is coach you to the best of my ability, get you coaches, whatever. If you want to be an a artist, if you want to be in electronics, whatever. That's on you. You got to decide that. I want you to I want you to decide what it is that you want to do, how you want to move. And then I'll I'll correct if needed. But I'm done being performative, so I've got to make sure that they never even start being performative. If you feel a way like I told Kev, I don't care how much you like these little girls. I don't I don't care. And I'm saying little as in I'm big Kev. He's little Kev, not little kids. I had to decipher that or had to make sure I made that clear because somebody tried me on Twitter. Um, No matter how much you like or love these girls, they gon' right now they're going to hurt because they don't love like you do. Unfortunately, I passed down my romantic emotions to my oldest and that boy loves so hard and he'll he'll he's willing to do whatever just to uh, receive that romantic love back because I love all my kids. I like I love them kids to, to no end they get on my fucking nerves but we have a very healthy um we have a very healthy back and forth as a result to feelings and emotions. But for whatever reason, that boy was in shambles. And I just I had to watch him. I said, you know a few things but I just watched him. Because how he loves and how he moves and it's like, nah, I got to make sure that I have a I got to make sure he gets the control on that. Twin, very nonchalant, very, very nonchalant. I got to make sure you get a hold on that um, if he's interested in in relationships with people, because we're, we're, you are not going to be the dickhead of the relationship. You're not. So you have to get a hold of that. You have to realize or understand Do you really feel or do you not? And if in the event that you feel you have to give uh, some emotion, you have to give some love, you have to give some attention. It can't be all about you. But all of that comes after you figure out you. As much as I, I, as much as I'm like, all right, y'all could date, y'all could do whatever y'all want to do. Like I'm watching them just making sure that, you know, they're doing it in a healthy manner, that they're not being disrespected. They're not being run over and they're not being the ones disrespecting or running over. So. The idea is give the idea is to give them a 50, a 50, chance of understanding both sides I need them to understand that they themselves can both be the victim and uh, the abuser. And, like I was explaining to them, it's like, you guys did something, right? And then, and I, this is the only analogy that I have, and it sucks. So, it's like, you guys did something, broke something, something that affected me. I'm the victim because you, you broke my stuff, something expensive or whatever. I'm the victim. Because you did that, now I'm going to whoop you. I am now the victim and the abuser. And that's how life be working. That's how life works. Corporate America is the perfect example of um, the abuser and the victim. Simple as that. And so i tell' my, i I tell them like y'all gotta get all of that under control, like y'all are emotional and hormonal right now because you all are going through your you know your, your your puberty shit um but when that settle when that when that settles, I need y'all to have this understanding so y'all can move properly um when y'all go to college when y'all interacting with people and stuff and I think that you know kev listens well kev is the only one that has the opportunity to um put it in action because he works. But I want all of them to be able to, to put that in action. I want them all to have an understanding of who they are completely first. I want them to be able to understand that even in their interactions with each other, with me, um, they can be both the victim and the abuser. So you're going to get the lecture, but you're going to get like, like Kingston falling into that water. I yelled at the older two because why would y'all let him do that? Like y'all let him, like like y'all let him do, y'all let him do that because y'all did it and didn't and, and didn't fall in. But then you laughed at him instead of helping him, or giving him the solution the the solution that I had already set, which was don't don't do that. So. King, the one who fell in the water, he's a victim, but he's an abuser because he knew like he abused his free his freedom. And I'm saying that loosely. He knew, I said, if it's water in there, don't do it. He knew that 100 percent. But he abused that freedom and that free will hanging with his brothers. And became a victim and fell into that raw fish, dookie water. So everything that we do, it's it's a lesson. Everything that we do, everything that I try to teach them, um, it's the good and bad. It's the make sure you are prepared for right now and you are mentally prepared for things to change in the future. It's one thing that I've learned since I've been working is that companies' company's biggest thing is change. And a lot of times they be changing without, like, and it don't make no sense. It doesn't. Like, my company right now I'll be making changes that just don't make no sense. And it's proven every time that it doesn't make no sense when they tell us to go back in reverse what we did. And so, our brains, our brain is a waiting room for our thoughts and our actions. There's so much stuff going in our brains. There's so much stuff going on mentally, so much stuff, and it's like, it's just a waiting room. Like, what are you going to choose today? Are you going to choose peace? Are you going to choose violence? Are you going to choose to sleep in? Are you going to choose to get up? Are you going to choose to, like, like, what are you going to do? How are you going to seize your day? When you have too many things in there, um, it gets confusing. It gets hard. It gets overwhelming. It gets uh chaotic i sit here and there's so many things that i'm that i'm i'm going to take to the grave solely because people have forced me into the thought that i have a victim mentality but what people don't understand is that i've dealt blow uh dealt with blow after blow after blow And when you go through so many things in short periods of time, um, so often, you have no other way of thinking. And it's not even that you're thinking or speaking into an existence. It's just the life. That's just what seems to happen when you live life. I don't complain about... The things that have happened to me, I don't speak on the things that bother me um, and not speak on them because I do speak on them. But what I'm saying is to other people. Like the only way that these conversations that I have on here will be. um, Or the sessions that I have on here, the only way that they'll become conversations is if somebody else initiates. I'm here to heal. I'm not here to like, and I'm just being, I'm being honest. I'm doing this for us to heal, not reconnect to the thing that abused us. The goal is to get us healed enough to where we understand what we do and do not deserve. Um, That we are not ashamed of Loving too long or holding on too long um, that we can correct in ourselves the guilt of letting go too soon. These are things that force us in bad positions. These are things that force us mentally to go through what we we go through and it, it creates an unhealthy uh, way of life. It, come, it be, creates an unhealthy way of thinking. And the bad part is that it always attacks us, the person who is trying to break free, the person who is trying to be nice, the person who is trying to create healthy situations. And what happens is that, at least for me, I only have a little bit of nonviolence. Like for real, like I have, I have a a, a little bit of. Nah, I'm not gonna do that. But then I have an extreme level of, all right, let's do it. I hope I hope you're willing to, or I hope you got your will in order. I hope you told your kids good night. I hope you kissed your partner. And so I teach them to balance the two. Or I'm attempting to teach them to balance the two. Like understanding The power you have and how that can come off as abuse and understanding the vulnerability that you have um, that can turn you into a victim and finding your sweet spot of uh, life, uh, experiences, assessment, love, what have you, because it took me a while to understand um, this within myself. And I go back, it's not even, like, we don't even realize that it's not even really our fault. Like, we don't, we, we, we don't, we don't pay attention. It's just, we live in a world and have lived in a world of suck it up, buttercup. And that's insane to me because you, you create these mentalities of You create these uh, these mentalities that you have to be tough and everything has to be straightforward and everything has to be right now and everything has to be how I said it, when I said it, who I said it to. And when you build this this country, cause they're like, oh, we not know what's these not know what's like be tough da da, da whatever. It's like. Y- y'all keep putting up this appearance like this is the greatest place in the world and this is this is how I feel about people outside of the mental health community. It's this suck it up. Everybody goes through stuff. Everybody has issues. It's this idea that people want to be depressed and people want to have mental health issues and people are not uh, trying to, to figure it out. But because people, like, we just care about the shock value, I never see nobody ask. Like when I see post and it's it's evident that someone is going through it or someone has happened, um, a issue. I never seen one ask like, hey, like what do you what do you do to to get through it? Because people are like, oh, you're going through. It. I seen. I, oh my god. I think I said the other day when it says if I if I lose my fight with depression or whatever. I never see nobody say, Well, what are you doing? What are you doing to try not to lose your fight? Like, how are you coping? How are you coping for real? Why why do you feel like this is the thing that's gonna make you lose that battle? People just oh, it's all right, you'll be alright, you'll be good, ha ha ha. They'll laugh, you know, laugh at the post, whatever. There's so many people that's gonna die. Never having the feeling of being understood, of being heard, of being respected because they didn't make it to this point of understanding that people are shitheads. And they'll take control of you as soon as they can, especially if you're suffering from something. They'll take advantage of you as soon as they can. The turmoil that's created is because, like I always say, we were programmed backwards. And I'm saying program on purpose. Because our minds are are little computers. And if you teach us early enough... That we have to share everything you teach us early enough, that we have to be a part of groups, that we have to take breaks when everybody takes breaks, that we have to eat lunch at the same time, that we have to get out uh, uh, no matter how quick or how slow we finish assignments, we have to um, do this. There's mandated hours. Your kids have to do, do this many hours of school or they can't graduate. Like it's all this stuff and it's just it's brainwashing. We're all brainwashed, good or bad. We all are. Like, and I'm from TV, from music, whatever. Um, and it's not. It's 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 not always bad. It's not always bad. But I feel like it's backwards. I feel like you you are putting me in a position to inherit. And let's just say I think classrooms are 25 right now. Um, you are a you are. Forcing me to accept 24 other sets of opinions, emotions, and thoughts before I even am aware of it of my own. You're just throwing me into a routine. And because I'm a I'm a child and my brain is so so fragile, I'm gonna soak all that up while never thinking about doing anything for myself. And then when the when I un- unknowingly do something for myself, you're gonna call me selfish. You're going to tell me that I'm not for the people. You go through your life, your childhood, your preteens, your teenage years feeling like I got to I got to help the world. I got to be here to give this and give that. And a lot of times we we lack. It took me so long to get here uh, uh, to to the point of understanding a. You gotta change your programming. You have to be able to, um, you have to be able to help yourself equally as everybody else. Me realizing that, I'm like, all right, I have to show these kids how to take up for themselves. I have to show these kids how to care for themselves. I have to show these kids how to everything that they be ready to do for other people. I want to see them do it for themselves. For themselves. I learned late. I could have. I I could have had houses ten times over. I could have had cars ten times over. I could very much not be living check to check. But every every ounce of money that I got, like I was looking at my Google Pay, my Apple Pay. I was looking at uh, Cash App and stuff, and I have an issue, or had an issue. My mind is like, no, that person needs help. Give it to him. No, my girl wants this. Give it to her. No, my ex needs this. Give it to her. Like, huh? Brother, it's time. Like, I'm taking on, I'm taking on your problems because you can't figure it out and you want me to figure it out. And so I, I, I figure it out to the best of my ability. I make it happen, but I'm left lonely. I'm left bothered. I'm left with no support. I'm very much so community oriented. I love helping other people. I love sharing clearly. I love all those things that community bring. But not at the detriment of losing myself. The amount of turmoil caused from this reprogramming myself to care about myself. To ke- to simply care about myself in a healthy way, how I need to, to care for myself. It took so long to get here. I'll be 40. I'll be 40 in a couple of weeks and putting myself first is maybe two years. Maybe. The more that I do for others, the more I do for myself. If I'm not willing to do it for myself... Hard no, hard pass. It's so many like it's, it's it's so many things that I've done to to elevate people. So much help that I've given to elevate people. And then those nights where I'm sitting and I'm and I'm crying and I'm complaining and I'm confused like how I'm gonna make it out. I need this money to do this. I need this money to do that. Um, how am I going to do what I need to do? And then I'm reminded again, I'm trying to tell you, I do not play about accountability and pulling it myself. That's what even made me open up all the apps like. Because I needed to rationalize, or I was looking for a way to rationalize. Why did I give up all this money? I don't I, like for the record, I don't care about money. That's not my. That's not my thing. I'm more of a, um, I mean, of course I want to make sure bills are paid, everybody's happy, like, and we're not check to check. I want to, I wanna do want that. But as far as, like, money controlling me, I don't care. I don't really be thinking about it until, like, right now, like, I want my embroidery machine, and I'm like, damn, you could have had that. You could have had a whole shop by now. You could have had at least four of the machines, and the machines are like 6,000. Plus supplies and materials. But in my mind at the time, every time I was getting money, I felt like somebody else needed it more than me. And I don't know if that's a God complex or a genuine. I just want to help people, whichever, whatever it was, whatever it is, it's not good for me. And so I stopped. Solely like. It's crazy because. I didn't stop because I felt used. I didn't stop because I felt taken advantage of. I stopped because I'm like, yo, what are you going to do for yourself? It's not just the emotional thing. Because at first I just was applying that to emotions. Like, I'm just going to alter my emotions to start to try to care about me and yada, yada, or whatever. But then I'm looking at it like it's beyond that. Like, I'm a complete being, right? Right. So I can't just focus on uh, mind. I can't just focus on body. I can't just focus on soul. I can't just focus on finances. I can't just focus on sex. I can't just focus on parenting. I can't just focus in uh, uh, focus on reading. I can't like I it's I'm a complete being, but I can't I, I can't continue on being complete if I'm giving things that I'm not supposed to. <laughs> I love people. I love the idea of people. I love the idea of someone feeling proud of who they are simply by doing the things that they are here to do, simply just living the best life that they can live. And sometimes that's not being a millionaire gazillionaire. Sometimes that's not traveling the world. Sometimes that's being able to pay your rent. Sometimes that's being able to get a car that you need. Sometimes that's being able to get a purse or get, uh, uh, get close. Like it's, it's so much more that makes people feel, feel complete within themselves or make them feel better within themselves. But we don't get to that point because it's a victim mentality And so we're afraid to speak about what's really happening. Our experiences have shown us that whether it's an elder in the family, an elder in a church, the police department, our experiences have showed us that in all three of those situations, silence comes and it disappears. no matter how many times in certain situations, no matter what you say, what you do, who you say it to, they're never going to um, acknowledge that it's real. They'll know in their heart of hearts. And that's why I think that so many people on their deathbed, they want to get so much stuff off their chest. No, f- no, I don't want to hear that shit now. I don't want you to tell me while you're dying. Like, no, I believe you. Uh, we just we didn't we didn't know what to do. I don't want to hear that shit. You knew what to do. I said what I said, and you told me shut up. I said what I said, and you told me you didn't believe me. I said what I said, and you told the other family members, and now everybody hate me, and they're taking the side of the uh, uh, of the person who uh, the abuser. So many people right now living that life. It's so many. It's so many women that are either dead or end up abused because they went to police or they or 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 went for help, and they, it, it was like no. But on the flip side of that. I'm, I'm are not flip side, but I'm talking about people who are, are ready to heal, are ready to move forward and they're seeking help. But nobody, nobody believes it. Nobody believes it's that bad or no, it's like, all right, you can handle that. Like you just not this or you just not you're not speaking up for yourself or you no. All like ad- I hate how addiction is, 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 um. Uh, the idea of addiction how it's structured right because people think it's only drugs and alcohol people with mental with mental issues cuz we all have them but people with higher level of mental issues like we going to stay with the abuser as long as what we like this person for that's what i was trying to get at the As long as what we liked the person for in the beginning doesn't change, everything else is obsolete. Everything. Because in my mind, I liked you for this and you still do this. That I'm gonna be okay with the other shit. That is a mentally unhealthy person that thinks like that. And I used to think like that often, well, all right, you did that, but this didn't change, so whatever. well you did this it didn't but but that didn't change, so it's whatever. And when you break that down to what it really is, like people feel like, oh no, you like toxic stuff, you like this no bitch, I'm addicted. You don't realize that I realize I don't belong here, but I like for whatever reason it's pulling. Like I told y'all, it took me two years. Like I was addicted to my ex. In the midst of wrong, there was nothing she could do wrong, and people don't understand the men- the, the mentality, uh, or or the mental aspect of that. It's not just drugs people are addicted to. People be addicted to love. People be addicted to just uh, company. People be just addicted to wanting someone around in general. But because how it's presented, it's like, you asked for that. You could leave. You could do that. And it's just like. I wish somebody would have had a conversation with me. Like my brother had a conversation with me about this job, that same conversation that he had about this job. And and it it opened my mind and opened my eyes like this is what I'm trying to do for y'all. Everything starts with self. Everything. You cannot you cannot do anything when you are not put together. When you don't have those experiences for yourself, when you realize you are are giving advice off of somebody's advice that was born 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago, right? And you start going through those experiences, and you're like, no, I gotta, I wanna, no, this is what it is. It's imperative that While being an advocate, while being about community, while being so loving and giving and caring, it's imperative that we understand how to do that. And until you experience it yourself, stepping into that arena could be very difficult because you'll create a jealousy within yourself. You'll create resentment with people that are part of community because you see yourself giving, 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 and nothing is returned in any, in any way, right? I'm a firm believer in, 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 in what I give to a specific person, to a charity, to whoever, what I do, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that whatever it is, it's going to come back, but not from that person. Like the universe is gonna hook me up down the line for something I did for somebody, right? So that's why I don't hold stuff over people's head. That's why I don't be like, oh, well, you owe me this and I seen you do this and do that. Cause I never expected it back. Right? I expect the 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 universe to circle back and be like, Oh, I remember you just did such and such, so boom. That's how my mind works is that I'm, I'm going to be community based. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that and it's going to come back. And that's how I've always stopped. But it's like, all right, well, why don't I give myself a little bit and to give you a little bit? Like, why do I keep you giving everything to get you over the finish line? But if I give you half, if, if I give myself half and give you half, we both will be, you know, we just need a little bit more help. Because I'm loving and I'm caring, but when once I realize I'm putting you over the finish line while making myself take steps back, when I could, too, we can, we can move along at a, a more healthy rate, once I realize that, nah, I'm not doing that shit. No. I have bills, too. Like, you can ask anybody around me, when I have extra, everybody has extra. Like once the, like it's crazy because once the bills are paid, whatever's left over, I don't, I, I, all right, what do y'all want? Leave me alone. Once groceries are gotten here, bro. I'm not a person who hoards onto anything. I know that I do need to get better with saving because of what I'm trying to accomplish in the future. But as far as, as far as how I used to be with charity, with community, with caring, with sharing is so, a Nah, bro. I got to take it serious. And being serious is me making sure that I'm healthy enough to help anybody. Me making sure that I'm mentally uh strong enough to do these podcasts, to do the to do uh Hill Avenue, to do the poetry. I implore everybody to do something in their community because you live there and you want it safe and whether it's mentorship virtually, whether it's uh, uh events and stuff like that I struggle with being around people so I, what I'm offering right now is the podcast on Hill avenue but I'm getting there though I'm getting there to the point to where you know i can I can be around people I work it out I try you know i I, I try to 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 be better but I'm going on from birth. to my thirties of being community of being sharing of being caring outwardly in the whole time, you know, I, I needed, it. I needed it. Sometimes we get lost in, um, what people aren't giving us. You didn't give me the love I needed as a kid. Um, you didn't coach me properly. I could have been something different. Um, you didn't cook it how I how I wanted to how I wanted it cooked. And I'm looking at these things and you get lost in that. One of the best feelings for me is when I do things for myself. Like that's one of the best feelings because I was addicted to doing things for others. Time and time and time and time again. Just here, here, here. Take it. I don't care what you need. Hold on. Give me a second. Uh, give me give me 24 hours um, to the point like I've gotten loans to get. I, I've i gotten loans in my name. i am tell you how sick I was. I've gotten loans in my name to help someone else. And they never paid me back. I never mentioned it. I don't care. Because in my mind, you needed that, and you you reached out to me, so I gotta be the one to do that. I gotta be the one you 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 relying on me. But the problem is, when people know that that's your get down, they gonna keep relying on you because they don't they don't care about the mental thing that you have, it, like, I, yeah, you know, how many times. Being raised how I was raised and seeing the lack of parental participation of my bio dad made me realize now how I'm raising the kids that I have to put me first because I don't have no help. That's where my mind was. I don't have no help. I can't keep worried about if you okay. I can't keep worried about if that's okay. I can't be worried about what I'm saying, what I'm not saying. I can't be worried about what you have going on because I have a responsibility right here. And I realize now that I need to feed my soul. I realize now that I need to be the best version of myself while I'm living and breathing not while i hurt myself not while i'm in a hospital getting told i have a heart disease or a lung disease or a muscle disorder like that's not like those times wasn't the time right now is the time for me to be like yo you mean something right now is the time for you to understand that you are the important the most important thing to you So while you're at your charity events, while you're at your events, while you're at your, you know, your work, whatever, your walks whatever, and you start thinking about sharing and caring and community, put yourself on that list. What are you going to share with yourself? How are you going to bring community to yourself? How are you going to bring love and adoration to yourself? You got to think about that because nobody else is. I'm telling you, no, there's not one person on earth thinking about how that works for you in the most loving relationships. People are still selfish. And that's why for me, I send out to the universe. Hey. Help me. Not care about things without malice. Help me understand that. Human beings are really selfish and sometimes it's necessary to be selfish and sometimes it isn't. But give me the strength to 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 and discernment to know the difference in when and how to do it. See, in reality, people look at depression and anxiety, they, they look at it as, as taboo. They look at mental health as taboo, while The entire world is suffering through it. People are handling it different and it takes different types of styles to um, to get this healed. I'm certain the, the idea of people struggling with mental health is not something that is brand new. In today's world, though, the way that people handle it and speak on it is still the same as back then. I don't want to be performative in community. I don't want to be performative on this podcast and in nothing that I do. I want to be the realest version of who I am and that's depression and that's anxiety right now and that's, that's chaos and confusion in my mind, but it's also love and care and adoration for me for being able to continue to try. Right now... I feel gloomy. I feel down. I feel bothered. I feel all of those things, right? But there is a little piece of strength in me that is allowing me to say, all right, I need to pot. Yesterday, I wasn't feeling it. I'm just being honest. Yesterday, it was a struggle. I don't know what happened or what. I just know that I was struggling so bad to even get through the intro. And so I stopped. But when I stopped, I had to tell myself, I'm not feeling it, what I was saying, how I was saying it, my tone of voice, my energy, wasn't feeling it at all. And I had to say, hey, take the day. Take the day. Because in some way or form, after I've been getting off work, I've been working on my business, like whether I'm um, uh, learning new uh, design techniques, whether I'm looking at articles, whether I'm doing whatever, I'm just, I'm learning, I'm studying more on um, what depression and anxiety does to the brain and to the body. I can't wait to become more of an expert on that knowledge so that um, I can give it to you guys a little bit better. I know that I, you know, I get on here and we go through the session and it's just, you know, me kind of saying what I'm going through and stuff like that. But again, I, I hope that people are like, this is not a vain thing. It's not. This is this is the only way I know how to bring attention to stuff is to show the problem. Right. It's to show, you know, to show the issue. And the issue is there is a high level of depression and anxiety and bipolarness and schizophrenia and all of us. And um, like I said, two weeks ago, forty one thousand people like like somebody is dying of suicide every 12 minutes up to forty one thousand people last year. And I know that I can't stop that. I know that I'm just one person, but I know what I'm giving me. And I know that if you all were able to give it to yourselves before you go out, like I'm telling you right now, it's the best feeling. Like we all know we're adults. People with disability, they always get treated wrong. They always get looked at crazy. They always get disrespected. Always. I'm in no way form saying it's right, but what I'm saying is now we have to create something within us that will allow us to defend um, when we see those thoughts, when we see um, people saying certain things and doing certain things and treating mental health like it's a game. We have to have enough strength to, like for me, I'll block it. Like, it's certain jokes that's just not going to fly with me because I know too many people who struggle with mental health. I know people who have committed suicide due to mental health. I know people who have attempted suicide due to mental health. It's not a game to me. It never has been a game. It's just that before before I knew what it was, I was always respectful of people who went through it. But advocating for it was difficult. Because I was stepping in, I I would have been stepping into something I knew nothing about. Once I start feeling how I feel and they got diagnosed and I realized, oh, I got to be on medicine. Oh, and um, this is going crazy. That's going crazy. Once I start realizing that, I'm like, all right, I got to find somebody. I got to find a regular person going through what I'm going through and see how they help. And the reason why I say, are not help, but see how they get through it. And the reason why I say that is because rich people have access to everything. So watching them talk about mental health, it's like I said, it's always a money grab. But if I'm able to see somebody who has a regular nine to five, trying to be an entrepreneur, um, raising kids, doing whatever they're doing, and they're functioning, I want to know how they're functioning. I couldn't find that. And and in, in uh, researching and looking for that, I realized, wait, I'm functioning. I could do this. And so I did it. And so now it doesn't matter if people say that, you know, I'm, I'm victim, uh, victim shaming or I have a victim mentality. I'm a victim. I'm going through stuff. I'm going through stuff mentally that I can't control. I can't not feel like this when things keep coming back to back to back. And I have no defense. I have no recollection. I have no 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 understanding of it. And like, what? I, I, have, I, I don't know what to do. But I'm functioning enough to say, hey, I don't know what to do. I'm functioning enough to say, you know, this is what this is what I'm trying to accomplish. This is what I'm this is what I'm trying to build for everybody. Like it's community for everybody, but community for myself. And it's gonna take some time. I, I, I get that. Because people is like, who who is this cat? Like who do he, who do you think he is? And I am complex, the poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. And it's all about us healing. It's all about it's all about us having a better life than we than we had before. It's not always about um, like we we equate better to, to money. I say often, I don't. I'm not a person that is jealous. I don't care about people getting nice cars, houses, traveling. I don't care about none of that. My jealousy is time. When I see people, they they just have time. They could just be jogging. They could just be sitting in a car. But the time you have that I don't. And everybody's like, oh, you gotta, you gotta make time. You gotta do this. You gotta do it. It's like it's not enough. It's not. It is not enough time in a day to do what I what I need to do. So something has to be sacrificed. And that's where we need to get to, understanding that sometimes something got to be moved out the schedule so we can put ourselves in a schedule and we can't feel bad about it. We have to do it. it has been many a times that I create conflict in myself because I'm on schedule with something, but then somebody else in the house needs to do something and I'm just me. All right, I'll... Go ahead and do what you got to do. I'll do mine later. I'll figure it out later. We have to get to a point to where we understand that it's not that we have victim mentality. It's that we want to heal. And we want people to be aware that we are hurt, not for sympathy, but so they understand, like, if I'm if I'm moving funny or if I'm acting different or, if, like, or if I'm, my communication is off and stuff, it's something going on. That has nothing to do with you. That's why I say, like, we, we have to find people who understand what we're going through, um, both because they've gone through it, um, and people who study the brain. Like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna have a conversation with, with you, like, and and see what, you know, see what what's going on, see what I can change. Like community is, is is so important for everybody. Um, for us to get out there to help people uh, in whatever way that we can, and just be like. And I want to I want to say this to people out here who who don't who have not reached that um, that level of mental health issues towards affecting them like that. Be understanding and be aware that everybody doesn't have the mentality that you do. Like you know, And a lot of us are trying. I know it doesn't seem like it. I know it seems like um, every time you turn around, somebody is struggling from from some type of thing. But It's like, come on now, like, like, let's just be understanding of the situation. And more importantly, if you don't feel if you don't feel like you can be the friend or partner um, that said person needs, be OK with that. Stop trapping yourself. It's a lot of conflict in relationships because we trap on ourselves because it's like if I leave this person and they have this diagnosis, this disease or yada yada whatever, people are going to look at me like, you know, how, how dare you? But in reality, no, dare. Go. Because it's easier for us with the issue that you are aware enough to know that you couldn't help or you weren't willing to help and you you left. It's very difficult when you're dealing with these type of issues and you know that the, the people that you are dealing with, you know that they're only dealing with you to save face. I've come to a, a, a very high level of understanding with the things that I have going on in life and my, and my mental. And my goal is to make sure that I get the message out that it's all about understanding it's not the differences. It's 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 not the differences that we have. It's the un, it's not be. It's the unwillingness to be understanding. That's where we get lost at, not wanting to step out of the situation and see it from both sides. It sucks that that's how it has to be. It sucks that that's how it is, but. We are gonna make it if we keep going. If we sit together. If we start um, being aware of what is affecting us and start studying on the how. Again, I know this isn't something that is curable. Like it just has to uh, run its course. Um, it's not a curable thing as a result to man-made medicine like your body just has to do what it does and hopefully at the end of it you know you you come out victorious with with your mind right, your body right, your soul right and you you can keep moving and keep teaching and keep advocating for the things that you need to do. Cuz like I always say, we are surrounded by darkness, but light never asks the darkness to shine. And even though The darkness is always there We always have the opportunity And ability To get to the light What's going on y'all Thank you for tuning in To the podcast Head over to Infinitelycomplex.com Get you a copy of King's Collective It's a book of poems It is available now On my website Um, Also Second Power Is still available Uh, It's a single off of my new album um, That will be coming out soon Um Remember, we have a few more days left. Well, actually, we only have two more days left in October. Anything purchased from the site, um, 20% of the sales will be going to uh, the March of Dimes for Stillborn Awareness Research. Um, Again, that's infinitelycomplex.com. Go get your merch. Go get your apparel. I got shoes. Um, If you want to donate to uh, the podcast or Infinitely Complex in any way, there is a tip jar on my Twitter page, uh, The Complex, and on Good Pods. Look up Poetic Properties Podcast. There is a tip jar there. Again, For any support that you give me, I thank you, whether it's financial, whether you're liking, sharing, commenting, whether you're communicating with me, how you feel about the podcast, whatever. It's all love. Remember that we are here for a a good time, not a long time. So again, infinitelycomplex.com. See you there. Peace.